the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Beware of drifting into religious ritual and routine while your heart moves farther and farther away from God. And listen, like leaven, it can start very small in your life and then grow over time. Maybe you stop having a daily time in the Word. Maybe you used to read the Bible every day, then it slips to only a couple times a week, and then it's no times a week. Do you ever feel like you're just going through the motions of your faith? Have you lost a little of your passion for Jesus? It's something that can happen so easily. In his message today, Pastor Dan will challenge you to be on the lookout for the times when your faith is feeling like a routine, like yeast spreads through bread, little by little, a disregard for your spiritual journey can spread in your life. You must take up your cross daily to follow Jesus and remain diligent in seeking after the heart of God. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 16 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Beginning in verse 1, Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. You hypocrites! You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. And then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread? but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man am? And so they said, well, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, 
and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, well, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. And from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. And then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we thank you for the gospel of Matthew. We thank you just for the opportunity to be in a gospel and study your life and ministry. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher today. We pray, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word today. I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me. And that you would enable me to teach your word, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the religious leaders of Judaism have rejected Jesus as the promised Messiah of Israel. Since chapter 12, the religious leaders have been plotting how they might destroy Jesus. And here in chapter 16, we see the Pharisees and the Sadducees come together to ask Jesus for a sign from heaven. Now, now the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were, were two groups within Judaism, kind of like how we have denominations uh, within Protestant Christianity. Uh, but the Pharisees and Sadducees were actually enemies theologically. They disagreed on the Bible. And they disagreed on doctrine, but they were united together against Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a threat to both the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He threatened their authority. He threatened their power. He threatened their doctrine. And so they both wanted Jesus destroyed. And they came together to Jesus asking for a sign from heaven, a sign that would prove to them that Jesus truly was the son of God. But look at verse one again. Verse one tells us they were actually testing him or tempting him. That's the same word that's used for Jesus's temptation by Satan in chapter four. They were asking this question for, they're asking for a sign just to tempt him. They weren't sincere. They, they weren't honestly asking this question. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And if you're not a believer yet in Jesus Christ, God wants you to know him. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to spend eternity with you. And if you diligently seek him, 
If you honestly and diligently seek to know Jesus Christ, he will reveal himself to you. But the religious leaders were testing him with this question. They've already made up their mind about Jesus. And now they're just trying to discredit him in front of the crowds. The religious leaders were not going to believe in Jesus no matter what sign he showed them. Besides, as you know, if you've been with us in our study of Matthew, Jesus has already showed countless signs that demonstrated that he is the son of God and the Messiah of Israel. John's gospel tells us that if all the miracles that Jesus did were written down one by one, that the world could not contain the books that would be written because he did so many things. Jesus has provided plenty of proof that he is the son of God and that he is the Messiah of Israel. Now, Mark's gospel tells us that when the Pharisees and Sadducees asked Jesus for a sign, Mark's gospel says Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit. He sighed deeply because he knew they weren't honest. He knew they were insincere and it grieved him. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is not willing that anyone would perish in their sins. His desire is that all people would come to repentance and salvation through faith in him. And so he sighed deeply at their question. It grieved his spirit because of the hardness of their hearts. Jesus answered them in verse 2. And he answered them with a rebuke. He answered and said to them, when it is evening. You say it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. You hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Today, uh, if you want to know the weather forecast, you, you look at the weather app on your phone. But back then, they didn't have smartphones. And so if you wanted to know the weather, you you went outside and you looked up at the sky to forecast the weather. We all know the saying, red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in morning, sailor's warning. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but we see that it goes all the way back to Bible times. And here, Jesus rebukes the religious leaders, and this is what he's saying to them. He says, you come to the right conclusion about the weather on the basis of what you see, but you will not do the same with me. You see a red sky at night and you rightly conclude fair weather. You see a red sky in the morning and you rightly conclude there will be foul weather. They made conclusions about the weather based on what they saw, but they refused to make conclusions about Jesus based on what they saw. They saw all the fulfilled prophecies that showed he's the Messiah. They saw all the healings that showed that he's the Messiah. They saw all the miracles. They saw the good news going forth. They saw people repenting of their sins and lives being changed. All those signs point to one thing, that Jesus is the Messiah, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But they refused to acknowledge Jesus as their Lord and Messiah. They ignored all the signs that were obvious. There are many people today that claim to reject Jesus Christ because of a lack of evidence. 
but really they refuse to honestly look at the evidence. They refuse to honestly study the gospels and look at the evidence for his life, ministry, death, and resurrection. If they honestly looked at the evidence for Jesus Christ, they would come to the only logical conclusion about Jesus, that he is the son of God, Messiah, and savior. It's not because of a lack of evidence. There's plenty of evidence available to us for Jesus Christ. Romans chapter one says people suppress the truth that has been revealed to them because they love their sin. Jesus said, light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. And so they ignore the evidence that is clearly seen. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Look at verse 3 again. Jesus calls these religious leaders hypocrites. That's strong language, isn't it? You hypocrites. He's saying the religious leaders are actors. They're phonies. They, they don't have a genuine, genuine relationship with God. They just act like they do. Now look down at verse 4. In verse 4, Jesus calls them wicked and adulterous. Jesus had no problem using strong language when speaking to people. He had no problem saying things that might offend the hearer. Because it's true. It goes on, he says in verse 4, A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah, and he left them and departed. Jesus will give just one more sign to them that shows that he is the Son of God, the sign of the prophet Jonah. And the sign of the prophet Jonah is the resurrection. Just as Jonah was three days in the belly of the great fish, and then he emerged from the fish alive, Jesus will die on the cross, be buried for three days in the earth, and then be resurrected back to life. And so the resurrection will be the final sign that he gives them. Romans chapter 1 verse 4 says uh, that Jesus was declared to be the son of God by the resurrection. Now I've pointed this out before. But please note that Jesus believed the story of Jonah in the Bible. He believed it was true. Jesus believed there really was a guy named Jonah and he really was swallowed by a fish. Jesus believed all the Bible and Jesus took the Bible literally. And if you're here and you're a Christian, you're a Christian and you don't believe all the Bible is true and you don't take it literally. Well, you're in disagreement with Jesus about the Bible. And as I've said before, you both can't be right. One of you is wrong. 
And please don't come up to me after the service to try to argue about it. You need to talk to Jesus Christ. Your disagreement is with him. And after Jesus said this, he left them and he departed. Jesus doesn't like hanging around religious hypocrites. Jesus has provided all the evidence that is needed to come to the right conclusion about him. To put your faith in him for salvation. There are no more signs. There is no more evidence needed according to Jesus. He's given us plenty. Sometimes people will say things like, well, why doesn't God just write the gospel in the sky? Then I'll believe. Or why doesn't Jesus appear to me in my bedroom? That would convince me. Then I would believe. Well, Jesus has given us all the proof that we need. And sometimes people even kind of arrogantly say, well, if Jesus would just do this. Well, listen. We will stand before his throne and give an account of ourselves to him. Jesus will not stand before us and give an account to us. Jesus will not answer to us for the evidence that he has provided. We will answer to him for the evidence that he's provided. So verse 5 says, Now, when his disciples had come, so his disciples weren't there for this back and forth with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now they show up. Now, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. That would be the other side of the Sea of Galilee. When they had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. If you remember the feeding of the 4,000 at the end of chapter 15, and they had seven large baskets of bread left over, well, the disciples forgot to bring all that bread with them. Maybe there was a miscommunication among the disciples. I thought you were in charge of the bread. I thought you were in charge of the bread. Somehow they left all that bread behind. It's sitting on the dock over on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Then Jesus said to them, take heed. And remember, they weren't there for the conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus says, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, it is because we have taken no bread. The disciples think Jesus is upset because they forgot the bread. And they think he's, he's correcting them or he's rebuking them. And not only that, he's using some kind of parable to rebuke them. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the disciples are thinking, what does that mean? What is he saying? I don't understand. He's upset about the bread. But what is he trying to tell us here? Well, verse 8 But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Oh, you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? I love what he says in verse 11. How is it you do not understand? 
Well, how many times has Jesus wanted to say that to us? How do you not understand what I'm trying to tell you? Jesus was not talking about literal bread. He's not upset that they forgot all that bread. Jesus can miraculously make bread if he needs to. He's done that before. Which, by the way, how handy is that miracle? Right? I mean, if you want a sandwich, boom, there's a sandwich. You don't have to get up and make it. You want some hummus and pita? Bam, there's some hummus and pita. I think of all the miracles, if I could just have one miracle, that would be the one I would want. Healing people, raising the dead, that's fine and all, but if I could just make food appear, I'm kidding, of course. I'm a Christian, so I have to say I would like to have healing or raising the dead. (laughs) Verse 12 tells us he's speaking about the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees, or the teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And Jesus says that their teachings were like leaven. Leaven in the Bible is a symbol of something that corrupts. It's a corrupting influence. It corrupts something that is pure. The teachings of the Pharisees and and Sadducees will corrupt the word of God. Their teachings will corrupt your relationship with God. And what was the leaven of the Pharisees? Well, if you're taking notes, Luke chapter 12, verse 1 tells us very plainly. Luke 12, verse 1, Jesus said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. He tells us the leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. Beware of the leaven of hypocrisy. The Pharisees were most concerned with outward appearances appearing spiritual to others outwardly. Uh, Turn with me back to chapter 15, probably just a page in your Bible. Chapter 15, look at verse 7 and what Jesus says there to the Pharisees. Hypocrites, you phonies. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Outwardly, the Pharisees appeared to be very devoted to God, but it was all lip service. Their hearts were far from God and they taught the commandments of men in place of the word of God. They taught what man said instead of what God said. And Jesus says, beware of this in your life. Beware the warning for us. Beware of just going through the motions with God. Beware of drifting into religious ritual and routine. While your heart moves farther and farther away from God. And listen, like leaven, it can start very small in your life. And then grow over time. Maybe you stop having a daily time in the word. Maybe you used to read the Bible every day. Then it slips to only a couple times a week. And then it's no times a week. Or you're not as involved in fellowship as you once were. You're not as involved in serving the Lord as you once were. You've just kind of drifted. Or your relationship with Christ isn't as vibrant as it once was. You're just kind of on autopilot spiritually. Like the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelation, you've left your first love. And you need to return to the Lord and do those first works again. 
And so beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which was hypocrisy. The leaven of the Sadducees? Well, the leaven of the Sadducees was liberalism regarding the Word of God. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.